Hello and welcome to another episode of the Detox Podcast, a culture and conversation podcast where you can detox from the world around you and get a window into how other people live their lives. Come detox with detox. I'm your host, Joe Sean. On today's episode, I am privileged to get to talk to David Wilk or Dave Wilk, the co-founder of Four Day Weekend Comedy Theater. Four Day Weekend is a staple here in the Dallas-Fort Worth, Texas area. It has grown from a six week run back in 1970. No, oh my goodness, not that old. 1997, not 1977. They're not Mark Hamill in Star Wars, by goodness sake. 1997, six-week run, $2,100 is all they had, and they have turned that into an entire enterprise where they not only have shows in the Dallas-Fort Worth area, they're also doing corporate consulting gigs. They work with different corporations and small businesses on communications, branding, leadership, thought process, like tons of stuff that I can't even get into. I don't want to hold it up. We will get into the conversation with Dave in a moment. I do want to let everyone know, yes, I did end up taking this past month off. It was something that I needed to do. I apologize for not giving everyone a heads up ahead of time. Um, Sometimes we need to take a step back, uh, either due to maybe being physically sick or just needing a moment to collect ourselves from a mental capacity. Um, There's a lot going on in the world right now, and I'd be remiss if I didn't acknowledge the fact that it is tough. It's tougher for a lot more people than just myself, and sometimes we need to take time off to uh, reflect and be there for the ones we love. So that's what I was doing, Uh, but we are back. We've got some great, great episodes planned uh, specifically like this one. So I know you're going to enjoy it. Uh, Before we get into it, I do want to let you know that today's sponsor is Empire Toys. That's right. Nostalgia is something everyone loves. And Empire Toys in Keller, Texas is on nostalgia overload. With toys and action figures from the 70s, 80s, 90s, and today, Empire Toys is a one-stop shop for a trip down memory lane and a chance to reclaim what was once yours, but likely sold at a garage sale. Check out Empire Toys on Facebook, Instagram, or at TheEmpireToys.com. Now, Without further ado, my conversation with Dave Wilk is right up after this. What's going on? My name is Joe Shaw, and I host the music podcast After the Encore. After the Encore is a long-form, career retrospective podcast that takes you behind the music of some of your favorite artists. Musicians like John Oates of Holland Oates, Chris Kirkpatrick of NSYNC, and Jarrett Reddick of Bowling for Soup, and many others. Each season of the podcast is themed around a different topic, like the boy bands of the 90s, badass women in music, or even artists that were featured on the TV show The Voice. I am committed to taking you deep inside an artist's mind to find out why they do what they do, what does music mean to them, and how do they quantify success. We tell an overarching story which will take you not only behind the music, but into the psyche of the artists themselves. After the Encore is a proud member of the Roberts Media Group podcast family. Check us out on any of your favorite podcast platforms today.
And that's all the time we have. Thank you. <laughs> Welcome back to the Detox Podcast. I'm your host, Joe Shaw. No, you did not uh, skip forward in your podcast feed, although it may have felt that way. I am here back with another episode, and I am talking to Mr. Dave Wilk. Dave, uh, how are you doing today? I'm doing well. It's 135 degrees, and uh, boy, it's, it's fantastic. It Nothing is, can stop us now. It is so hot here in Texas. I uh, was fortunate enough not too long ago, I was in Boston, and uh, I was packing as if I was coming to Texas, not leaving Texas. And I checked the weather forecast the day before, and it said, ooh, high of 65, going to be a bit chilly on the harbor. And I'm like, oh, excuse oh. me. Perhaps I yeah. should pack jeans, dare I say. Yeah, my boy, I have two boys and one of them was complaining about the heat. And I said, now you got to look at the bright side. This is the coolest summer of your lifetime. Right. <laughs> I love it. Well, we are on the show today, Dave. You've been part a, a part of Four Day Weekend, which is such a huge, huge brand entity structure uh, here in the Dallas-Fort Worth area in Texas, and I'm sure beyond, even beyond this area, you've had such a an impact as well. So we're going to dig into that. We're going to talk about your book, Happy Accidents, as well. Um, but here at the Detox Podcast, we like to uh, invite people to quote-unquote detox from the world around them and get a window into how other people live their lives. Um, and so what I like to start the episodes with, I like to ask my guest, Dave, what are you currently detoxing from right now? It is funny you mention that because I, I'm just, I'm a little tan, just came off of vacation and I'm finding it very difficult to get back in work mode. Oh, yes. Um, and I'm just finding it in general that the pendulum has swung back in my world where I am as busy as I've ever been. And I found myself, I'm not in fighting shape anymore. You know, I don't, I can't do the long hours and the late night shows. That's I was like, oh, I'm. When I signed, when all that work started coming back, I said, I'll do it. I can make it. I'll do it. I'll take it. I'll do it. And now that I'm actually having to do it, I'm like, I don't think I can do it. Right. <laughs> it is, it is incredible the amount of times I've been reminded uh, as, as we're starting to uh, get back out in our kind of day-to-day having been kind of stuck at home for a, for a little bit uh, with the pandemic and different matters. Now getting out and traveling and going and doing things, it's like, wow, um, I don't remember how to go from gig to gig to gig, meeting to meeting, I, conference to conference. Right? It was second nature. Yes. It went gig to gig to gig. And now um, going gig to gig to gig, I'm like, I'm really tired. And, and my wife's like, well, how are you handling it? I said, well, I'm, a, I'm an actor. Right. So I act like I'm not tired. <laughs> It is a line um, that I've used many a time uh, in jest in corporate settings. Um, I tell people, I got my degree in theater. I act like I know what I'm doing every single day. That is the skill of a corporate environment. But speaking of corporate environment, right, some of the things that you do is corporate training. So I want to, let's start there as far as the the four-day weekend training. And then I want to back into some of the origins of four-day weekend as a whole. So with the corporate training, what do you, when you get uh, identified, I would say, your company to come and work or do a presentation at a work conference, how is that, uh, how does that differ in your approach from uh, an actual, say, an improv show or just a comedy show in general? Well, it's the same tenets, the same philosophies. Our byproduct, 
from these tenets and philosophies and rules, our byproduct is comedy at four day weekend. But when we go into corporate events or corporate structure, their byproduct using the same tenets, philosophies, rules, it's not comedy. Their byproduct is better communication, collaboration, teamwork. So uh, the very first thing I, I let the audience know is you don't have to be funny. This is not a comedy workshop. This is a communication workshop. And who better than an improv troupe to teach you how to communicate? Because that's all we do is build something by listening to others and then adding to the pertinent information. And, uh, you know, everyone thinks, oh, you're so quick. We hear that all the time. Oh, you're going to do this for some reason. <laughs> right. For those and, who oh, can't you're so listen, quick. Go, lean back and throw your hands up. Yes, quite, quite and, impressed. <laughs> and we take the compliment. We're not going to correct them, but we're no right. quicker than anybody else. Right. We just listen very well. Yes. And we've trained our brains to build on the pertinent information of our partners. So not a continuation of what I know. I don't know what I'm going to say until you finish what you're going to say. And then I build on that. Yep. And that's really the difference. So it's not how quick are you? It's just how well do you listen and how well can you build on your partner's information uh, and let go of any preconceived notion that you might have. And, and working in a corporate environment myself and having had some of that theater training growing up and, and in undergrad degree, et cetera, et cetera, it is so fascinating to me how, and this is not a like necessarily a dig on those that I've worked with in the past or, or interact with, I will say it is fascinating to me how often people aren't listening and they're making direct eye contact with you. Oh, oh, they're watching you. Right. And they're thinking to themselves, will this person shut up so I can right. get my point across? So yes. what we have found out is they're not actively listening. Right. They're waiting to respond and they're nodding and they're looking you in the eye and their mind is a million miles away waiting for you to shut up so they can get their brilliant idea across. Right. <laughs> and that's what we work on. We break down those. It's like, yeah, that's not that's not. That's not how it works. No, it is. It is a very uh, uh, intentional skill that you have to develop over practice, like tons and tons of practice. But just by recognizing that, hey, Joe may not be the smartest person in the room. So let me listen and let's dialogue and let's okay. let's build on those ideas we're sharing for sure. Exactly. So we go in and, and we introduce four rules and say, OK, here's a roadmap. Here's a toolkit. From this moment forward, we're all going to agree we play by these four rules. And if you'd like, I'll, I'll rattle them off for you. Yeah. You know, like my job, my job in this interview right now is to make you look good. That's my job. And hopefully your job is to make me look good. And now this interview, we're both going to look really good. Of course. That's right. That's the plan. And then, of course, we strike the word no and replace it with the yes and technique. It doesn't mean you say yes to everything. It means that you try to uh, default to a positive attitude of yes, as opposed to a negative no. And then, you know, I'm gonna work at the top of my intelligence during this. I'm not gonna say anything dumb or embarrassing on purpose. So you have to say yes to it. That's not how it works. That's not making you look good. And then the fourth thing is, we all agree that there are no wrong or bad ideas. There are only higher and lower percentage choices, but nobody gets punished if they make a low percentage choice. A lot of people would dismiss it. Oh, it's dumb. That's a mistake. We're moving on. We don't think that way. We think, well, that might be a low percentage choice and we may not go with it, but it gets the ball rolling. And what we have found 
over 25 years, 7,000 shows, is that sometimes those low percentage choices, when yes anded by the group, end up kind of being these amazing creative ideas we never would have come up with had we dismissed it early on as a mistake. There are so many times, um, if any of my coworkers are listening, they're well aware of it. I often will jump into calls and say, I want to yes and something oh. that, you know, Steve said. And they're I like, love it all day long. That's what we do. I'll get calls from people in the group. I need, I need you to help me yes and an idea. Absolutely. Let's do it. First time I did it, people went, I'm sorry, what are you saying? And I'm like, I want to agree with what you said, and I want to build on it. And they're like, oh, is this just some weird acting thing? I'm like, it is an acting thing. It's not a weird acting thing. Those are things we won't discuss on this call, right? However, (laughs) let's- Well, you have to understand, Joe, that it is a philosophy. Yes, and is not a statement. Yes. You have to say no. It's life. It's business. It's relationships. You have to. What we try to do is make it a considerate no and not a reactive no. Yes. And then we look for a yes and solution. Yes. So we don't have to settle on no. Yes. One of the, you struck on something that was so key to my development. I had a mentor years ago. I had had a situation where I felt I had to say no to extra work due to my lack of capacity in the moment. I was a pretty junior employee at the time. And my mentor pulled me aside and said, hey, totally fine. Respect that you don't have capacity. I do want to let you know when this person was coming to you, they were out of, not that I was the last resort, but they were at the moment out of choices, needing some direction. A more helpful way, knowing that you had to say no, was no. However, here is a different path to go down to get the solution you want. Give them some different directions. And and ever since I got that advice, I felt better equipped to to think thoughtfully. Can I yes and this? Do I need to say no? If so, how can I get them to where they get a yes and Thank move you. on? And we have found that, you know, if you have to say no and you have to, make it a considerate no and, and, and really bring the person into your decision-making process. Yes. And that way they don't feel it's punitive and it's not, you know, there's nothing personal. You know, it'd be insane if we did the same thing over and over because uh, we've tried it, didn't work, but I have to say yes and we have right. to do it again. That's not, that's, that's using it as a statement and not really a philosophy of agreement and moving forward. That's what yes and is in our world. I love that distinction of it being a philosophy versus a statement because that is so key. If you think of it as a statement, you end up with a Jim Carrey movie called Yes Man, I, right? Exactly. This I say this. <laughs> we were at Alcon yesterday teaching this workshop. And the first thing out of my mouth was, this is not the Jim Carrey movie. Right. We are. This is real life where you have to say, no, I'm a father. I'm a husband. I'm a business owner. If my kids came to me and said, hey, dad, we're going to go play on the highway. I'm not going to say yes and wait till midnight and we're camouflaged. (laughs) But I'm going to have to say no. Yes, I believe playing is a great idea. And let's find a safer environment like the park. I'll take you. Right. So, and that is a distinction of looking for a yes and solution to a low percentage choice. Yes. I love that. And that is so 
that is so critical uh, in really any avenue of life, especially critical in the corporate environment where there are a lot of uh, opinions and ideas and perspectives uh, and, and lived experiences as well. Now, we've talked about four-day weekend as well. Folks may be like, wow, how did this genius idea get started? So, Dave, <laughs> wind the clock back for us yeah. and, and talk to us about how four-day weekend as a company, as an entity, got its initial start. A misspent youth. No. Uh, <laughs> well, it, I was playing on the highway in camouflage yeah. at midnight. and <laughs> It was a group of friends that had comedic sensibilities that meshed. And we we're like, we need to do something together. Let's do our own show. Three of us put in 700 bucks each. Why? Did we figure out that was the magic number? No. I was the brokest. I had 700. They said, oh, we can, we can match that. <laughs> so we took $2,100 and we started this six-week run. That was the goal. And then at the end of it, people were coming. So we extended it. And then everything just kind of spawned off of a really good show. People had fun and then they wanted to learn how to do it. So we yes-handed that into a training center and we're a clean show. We're not prudes by any stretch, but we don't need to be blue to be funny. Right. And then that opened up this door to the corporate market, which we had no idea what that was. Right. And, but now there, there's another business avenue, this corporate events. And then the, the training, hey, this philosophy works so well on stage. What if we took it off stage and that was our business model? Mm. And, and it just, everything just led to the next puzzle piece. It's like, oh, that, that fit. Oh, that fit. And then the next, you know, you have this beautiful 10,000 piece jigsaw puzzle. I'm like, well, that's a beautiful picture. When, uh, what time, uh, what time was, was it one o'clock? No. What year was this when you had the initial, the initial six week run? It was 1997 and we were young, we were we were young guys that let, looked like Beverly Hills 90210 or hair. I mean, we were talking about that before we recorded. Yep. I was like, yeah, we're, we look like a boy band. You know, we're just like, those guys do comedy. They should be dancing and singing. Right. That That's the joke. No. Um, so you had the six-week run in 1997. And so I grew up here in the Dallas-Fort Worth area. And I remember I worked for – so I spent a couple summers um, – interning at Casa Manana in high school and then a little bit in college. And so we would often go to Sundance Square in downtown Fort Worth and I would see the four day weekend signs. And so um, still have never been to a show. That is something I need to cross off my list. So that yeah, is honestly, I forgive you. It's only 25 years. I know 7,000 shows. It'll get on the to-do list at some point. <laughs> right. Right. It's all about priorities. Right. Um, yeah. So <laughs> But I would see the sign. And so I and that, this was probably around 2003, 2004 or so. So you hadn't been around, I would say, 10 years at that point. Right. So what was it like kind of getting a permanent space and then expanding, not just being in Fort Worth, but then also being in Dallas to then taking it to the corporate environment? Yeah, it was it was just one happy accident after another. I mean, Casamignana on the square and yep. Mike Hendricks was the manager. And we went hat in hand. One night said, hey, we want to put on a comedy show. Can we do it after your forever plaid show? Right. You know, you know, we'll pay you 50 bucks and a six pack of beer if you keep the lights on for another hour. Right. You know, and then at the end of the six weeks, like, oh, my gosh, they're kind of drawing an audience. Let's keep this rolling. What has been, I would say, one of your favorite memories 
um, as you have continued to evolve this um, brand and idea from just the initial six week run all the way to the gigs that you're doing today? There's too many to mention. Sure. I mean, we've performed for presidents, the troops, we've been all over the globe. But what makes me the happiest is seeing how happy it makes other people. Mm. And our mantra is we have fun with, we don't make fun of. And in our show, the entire show is interacting with the audience and then using that all, using all that information to do a scene, a song or a sketch. And we always try to make the person we're interacting with a hero. I don't want to tear somebody down about their appearance or make fun of them. I have no interest in that as a human being. I, it right. doesn't interest me at all. How can we elevate this person? Yeah. And about four months ago, I get choked up thinking about it. We got this beautiful email on Monday and it was a family. It was at the show on Saturday night and our closing bit for 15 years has been a little boy who plays catch with a big brother, an audience member. And then we recreate that life. And this person is the hero. We dress like them. It's really kind of a remarkable, fun thing. Well, our goal is to elevate that person and make them the hero. So at the end of the outro, we're four day weekend. How about a big hand for our big brother, Joe. Right. And Joe gets the biggest applause of the night. And that makes me happy. So the email came in, the big brother on Saturday night. It was an email from his wife saying how amazing that night was, how it was almost like it was destined to, to highlight their husband who had his whole family with them. He was found unresponsive Sunday morning. It passed away Saturday night. And their last memory of their dad, their husband, was him being a hero and his life being celebrated yeah. at four-day weekend. And the thought that we could have torn him down or made fun of him and that would be their final memory of this incredible human being. I mean, the whole cast was in tears. It was the most beautiful email. And they were thanking us for making this horrible, horrible time in their life better. And that was, I can't, I get choked up talking about it now because it's raw. And it was a couple months ago. Yeah. It was just a, a fabulous, incredible, to, to ease somebody's pain like that is, is a beautiful thing. I, one of my, so first of all, thank you for sharing that. That is a powerful, <clears throat> powerful story and a sobering reminder, right? That we don't ever know how much time we have left. So uh, it is one of my mantras and philosophies to try and make the world a little bit of a better place before I'm gone. And I love that that is clearly what four day weekend is doing. You're having fun. You're elevating people. You're allowing people to be the heroes of these stories you're creating. And then everybody gets to go home feeling excited and wonderful. And in this case, it was the last memory. And that was the feeling they had was of elevation and elation uh, as opposed to anything contrary. So Wow. So out of all the accomplishments, and I, I could rattle them off because it's amazing what this little show has accomplished, uh, an email like that means the world. Yes. You know, 
And if you have time for another story sure. about elevating others, we are, this corporate world has taken us into these amazing opportunities where we're hosting events where President Bush is speaking and the Secret Service is like taping off an area. You're going to be over here and <laughs> you're not going to meet the president. Don't leave it. And we're like, oh, what is when he wants to meet us when we're done? Ha <laughs> ha. Yeah. Well, of course. <laughs> We step off stage, the president would like to meet you. So long story short, we're doing this Armed Forces Entertainment Tour because President Bush said, we do us a favor and perform for the troops. Yes, and we'd love to. Right. We are in Kosovo. Kosovo. Wow. Doing a show in Kosovo, very small base. And a private walks up and he says, look, look at my uniform, sir. He says, my name is George W. Bush. My, fan, my parents were a huge fan of the president, blah, blah, blah. He's a 19-year-old kid. Wow. All I've ever wanted was a headshot signed to George W. Bush from George W. Bush. I know you guys are from Texas. Is there any way you can make that happen? We're like, well, as a matter of fact, we <laughs> recently worked with, let's see what we can do. We have some contact. Sure. We, we contacted the chief of staff for President Bush's office. Not only did he sign the photo, he called the base oh, in wow. Kosovo. They tracked down the private, brought him to the phone. And he said, this is George W. Bush. I, I just want to thank you for your service. It's like, wow. Wow. So this kid writes us and he's just, he's just over the moon. He's teary eyed. Yeah. And to, to make those kind of connections. And that's what's so beautiful about improv and four day weekend. We don't tell one joke. We make connections. It's the yeah. ultimate. You had to be there. Oh, that was Sarah from the opening interview. And now she's in minute 48 of the show. You know, and that's what I love about it. It's almost like a magic trick that and we don't know how we just have tr trust in the process that yeah. we're going to find those moments and there's no fear. Well, yeah. if everyone listens and builds and play by the rules, we're going to find those magic moments. Oh, I love that. You gave me chills. That's wonderful. I want to talk about, um, so you mentioned happy accidents, a bunch of happy accidents. You wrote a book along with a few other folks. So happy accidents, transformative power of yes and at work and in life and Correct. September 2017. So <clears throat> what was the motivation for you to write this down? Um, and then did this happen, um, did this book come out sort of after you'd been doing the corporate gigs for a while or was this it was. like a way to it, like, okay. It had been, we had done enough corporate gigs and we thought, you know, this message is really resonating. Yeah. And we didn't invent yes. And it's not ours, yeah. right? We just have a story about how we used it and how yes. And got us from putting in 700 bucks and doing a show at 11 o'clock at night to performing, you know, for the president of the United States. Right. It's, it's a fascinating story. And we thought, well, let's just at least chronicle. So we just started writing, jotting down the ideas and the philosophy. And the next thing you know, we're like, I think we might have something here. And, you know, ended up shopping it around and, and uh, you know, they bit. I was like, okay, let's write. We got to finish the book now. I absolutely love that and then one of the things that you talk about in the in the book or that you have called out is reframing mistakes 
I'm using air quotes and bad ideas, right? Into happy accidents that lead to opportunities. One of the things <clears throat> it's very fortuitous, I would say, in that one of the things I've been talking about recently and that I actually even spoke about earlier today when I was having a meeting is I, I call it, um, I've been calling it micro moves and it's the ability to recognize the adjustments of these mis quote unquote mistakes or bad ideas, right? Into opportunities to then pivot your approach into the next thing, right? And it's like, because I often feel, and I know you see this too, Dave, where people are think, oh, well, in order to do a career change or to start this business or to do this, it's got to be a huge undertaking. And sometimes it is, sure. Often it's these little adjustments through happy accidents that get you down the path because you're listening and you're being aware and you're yes anding how to get to the next step. You and I are, are so in tune. Our vernacular is just a little bit different because yes. we internally refer to those as a disruption in the routine. Mm. It mm. wasn't what we thought was going to happen, but it's not wrong. Right. It's just different than what we thought was going to happen. It was, it's a disruption in the routine and on stage, it what it's what makes this scenario different from any other thing we've done. So if somebody comes in and misspeaks or labels us or calls us by the wrong name. It's not wrong. It's a disruption in the routine. And if you follow that thread, it's going to lead us to a path that we've never explored before. Right. So we welcome those happy accidents. We welcome those as opposed to get derailed by them. Right. This is so fascinating. What I would say is we're starting to wind down. I want to ask you um, a couple of questions. One, I would say <clears throat> if somebody is looking to hire for a day weekend to come in and do a workshop for their company or their business or their team, what would be the best way for them to do that? Well, visit fourdayweekend.com. We have several offers. Just fill out a, a info sheet. Our, our, our sales team will contact you. And we'll, we'll jump on a Zoom and we'll just find out kind of, you know, what are your goals? What are your pain points? What, what are you trying to accomplish? And then we have so many improvisational exercises in our arsenal that we kind of reverse engineer our yes and sessions to what are you looking to do? Better communicate? Better listen? Are you trying to uh, collaborate more? Is there trust issues? So there's an infinite number of improv exercises that we can tailor to really focus on your goals. So go to fourdayweekend.com, come see a show, have a beer with us afterwards and, and just get the dialogue started. That's the best way. I love that. And then <clears throat> asking for a friend on this one, if someone wants to get involved with yes. a four day weekend as a performer, what is the right approach for that? Here's what you do. And this is something that we have a five level training center. Coming out of the pandemic, we had a meeting and we really talked about who we are. We survived the pandemic. We pivoted early. We did virtual events. We survived. And now we're out the other end. We're very fortunate to be out the other end and have the business intact. So we start talking about who we are, what our core philosophies are. And somebody said, well, let's talk about the training center. We charge $200 for an eight-week course. Let's reimagine that. What if we didn't charge anything? What if we just gave it away? And if people want to learn the craft, we teach it to them. 
So our entire training center is now free. So if you want to get involved in improv, go to 40weekend.com, click on the training center link and sign up. It's free. Come out, do a three-hour course called Fundamentals. And if you like it, continue. If it's not for you, hey, it was three hours and it didn't cost you anything. Right. So that's how to get involved. That is awesome. Now you said 40 weekend. Is it the number four or is it F-O-U-R? They're mirrored sites, but 40 weekend.com. Either way, I'll get you there. Awesome. It's like someone was smart about. And by the way, we're only open two days a week. The name's a marketing nightmare. Please don't come (laughs) Thursday or Sunday. It's you're going to be upset. We're closed. (laughs) I love. And for those that are listening, we are recording on a actual four day weekend from a corporate environment because 4th of July is on Monday of this year. So, uh, okay. Uh, final thing I would say before we head into the last segment of the episode, Dave, what is one uh, mantra or philosophy beyond yes and that we talked about the overarching philosophy uh, that you have for yourself uh, that you would like to share with the listeners? We internally, we have a saying, we're friendly, happy people who know and like each other and have a shared history together. I'll say it again. We're friendly, happy people who know and like each other and have a shared history together. So if we all remember that when times get tough, we stay friendly, we stay happy. We all like each other. It's why we got into this together. And we have a shared interest in four day weekend. So we're going to work through whatever it is. I love it. Well, Thank you so much for that. We are going to the last segment of the show. It is called Things to Check Out. It is a segment where I uh, share something I'm either watching, reading, and or listening to, and I invite my guests to do the same. Uh, so I will go first. Uh, I I know I'm a bit delayed on this, uh, but I just started Stranger Things uh, season, what are we, four? Is it four? Yes, four. I just watched the first episode last night. Hopefully by the time listeners are listening to this, I will have watched more. For me, I wanted to get a little bit closer to the last batch of episodes being released so I could not have as much of a dis- disruption right, in my routine. So um, that's what I'm watching. I'm not so much listening or reading right now. Just got back from vacation as well. Uh, but that's what I'm currently consuming. Dave, how about you? What are you watching and reading or listening to? I am hook, line, and sinker into something called The Offer. Which oh, is on that's oh. on Paramount Plus, right? It's about uh, uh, the God, the filming of the Godfather, the creation yes. of it, so, right? Yes. At, you know, four day weekend. I've been doing it for twenty five years, seven thousand shows. I don't consider myself a comedian. I consider myself a funny entrepreneur mm-hmm. because ninety five percent of my day is on the business. So I love the inner workings. I love the process yes. of creating new bits and. I love The Godfather. My family's like, oh God, it's on again. We're going to lose dad for three hours. And to to get a peek behind the curtain of the process of the making of one of my, not one of, of my favorite film. Yeah. To hear everybody's take on the process, mm. I, I can't get enough of it. It's only eight episodes, so I have to turn it off and walk away. I don't want to binge it because I don't want it to be sure. over. Yeah. And I savor it. Yes. Yes. I that's incredible. I'm a, a sucker for anything that is about the process of creating yes. or the process of a business. Like, oh, get out of here. I love that. I have that on my to watch list already. I will bump it up to the next thing because it is uh, critical to watch. That's wonderful. Dave, if people want to follow you, you specifically, we talked about four day weekend, but if people want to follow you and see what you, Dave Wilk, are up to. What's the best way for them to do that on social media? It is to follow four day weekend okay, well, because, you, you know, they're in our world, you know, 
it's all about the ensemble yes. and uh, even the book we had we had we wanted we went round and round with Wiley our publishers we wanted the book to be written by four day weekend they're like well it's not done that way we need authors like but we wrote it right. we don't care about individual accolades so yes I have an Instagram I have a Facebook I, I'm very rarely on it unless I'm bragging about my kids. So if you want to follow, follow Four Day Weekend on Instagram, follow Four Day Weekend on Twitter, follow Four Day Weekend on Facebook. And that's the best way, you know. Perfect. Perfect. Well, Dave, thank you so much for coming on the show. I can't wait to have you back on. I can't wait to talk to you after a show. All the things. Well, yes. Now you have now that we're face to face. That's right. Uh, the next time we chat, uh, I hope it's at one of our shows. It definitely will be for sure. So, all right. Well, listeners, uh, you've been detoxing with detox. Uh, now go and make a more inclusive world. Yes. And enjoy your four day weekend. Yes, exactly. If you know of an interesting person or story that needs to be told, please reach out to me at detoxpodcast at gmail.com. That's D-T-A-L-K-S podcast at gmail.com. You can also reach out via Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram at Detox Podcast, or visit DetoxPodcast.com. Also, be sure to leave us a five-star rating on iTunes if you like the show. It only takes a few seconds, and it really helps us out. Link is in the show notes. Finally, thanks for listening. Please come back next week when we'll have another interesting conversation. And special thanks to my producers, Ben Lawant and Galan Aldaco. Without your help and support, this show wouldn't be possible. Thanks so much, guys. Detox is a production of Vocal. For more information and more programming, please visit vocalnow.com. That's V-O-K-A-L-N-O-W dot com.